What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Zero Hour Podcast, where we help you and your ministries navigate the biggest youth ministry shift in American history. This is it. This is the one. This is the way. This is the truth and the life. This is the way. Uh, I also, there's a new church in Kansas City called The Way. Oh, I've heard of them. Unbelievable name. Yeah. I love that name. <laughs> it also sounds a bit like a coffee shop. Yeah, well. Which they all kind of Star do Wars days. coffee shop. Could you mm. imagine that? May the force be with you. Elijah Cobb would be all about that. <laughs> Confession. Between him and Trenton. Oh my gosh. What's oh, your confession? I'm totally gonna have to tell them this tonight. I've never seen any of the Star Wars like not even films. None of what them. What about not even the new ones? What about any of the episodes like Mandalorian? Anything? Nope, because I feel like it wouldn't make sense. I don't have the. Content. It does. I mean, you can still jump in. It's still a good story. Hmm. It's solid. Okay, let's dive in. So, this episode we wanted to talk through just some concepts around engaging Gen Z, just in in general. Like, I think part of the reason we want to talk about it and I, I want to preface this with saying the goal of this episode is not to just give you a bunch of t- statistics about Gen Z mm. because that also kind of gets like under my skin personally in a way that it's like I don't the goal is to never utilize statistics just for the sake of saying now we know statistics Barna exists it's like cool you pulled that offline what does that have to do with yeah. actually reaching Gen Z so <laughs> like we get it and uh, like on top of that, I think there's an element of like, it, it, like a lot of generations, just next generation. Sometimes yes. it's not just Gen Z. Oh yeah. And like I think you can maybe, I I think that is one part I think where statistics tend to fall short is where mm. it's like, yeah that that statement's true, but it's also true of every next gen. Yeah, millennial and next gen and then gen alpha is going to be the same. So it's oh, yeah. like that's just not unique. Like I think of one for instance like uh, distrust of figurehead leaders. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe maybe that started in the millennials and I'm just speaking out of my own, but like Yeah. I in general, the next gen is always frustrated at their parent. Right. <laughs> so yeah. it's like <laughs> you're just coming up you're trying to establish your own independence. Exactly. It's a process. Yeah, or like you know, the way they talk now, all that TikTok <laughs> all lingo. These kids. Yeah. I mean, it was just in like, I, I don't even remember what this was in, but it literally was talking about uh, next generation always comes up with its own language because it is their way of uh, getting independence oh. because it actually allows them to speak a different language than their parents. And so now it's like they actually get this reserved ability to speak with one another that their parents or other adults can't. They don't know. But every, yeah, every next generation does that. Yeah. So it's like, (laughs) it's, that's not just Gen Z does that. Right. That's every, so I just wanted to That's cool. I've never thought about that. Well, yeah. I mean, and it makes sense, you know, as in terms of like psychologically, it makes sense because it's, it's a powerful tool. Language Mm -hmm. is a powerful tool for every next generation and it gives them somewhere because like, um, they're always trying to gain independence around that age, the high school age, where it's like yes. they want to be able to drive. They want to be able to do whatever they want with their friends. They want their, you know, mm-hmm. their bedtimes to not be so early. Like they want it to be extended. They want to be able to hang out. It's like always yes. how do they get more independence? And right. anyways, so I think it's just, that's important because I don't want this this episode or two part episodes to be like, here are all the stats about Gen Z. 
that's how we reach them. It's like, no, that's yeah. that's not the concept. It sounds removed. I think that there are effective things and ways that we can um, observe every next generation. And yeah. there certainly are changes between millennial and Gen Z, just you and I are representing oh, those yeah. two. And so, like, there's certainly differences and even, like, cell phone differences like mm. that that is a major change and well yeah the world changes the culture changes so yes. like our conversation changes with that and the way that we implement a strategy around disciple making should change yes it cannot we have to it, be dynamic yeah, it's like there is an element of like ancient will always exist the way of jesus should yes. always exist yes. because i think it's both descriptive and prescriptive in Ooh. terms of where it's like this is not just how he did it in a history book this is also yeah well if he did it that way we ought to consider doing it a similar way perhaps like, he's the way yeah he, he's the way <laughs> the truth and the life wow <laughs> so corny full circle <laughs> so why don't you you know i know we talked early about just some statistics and some different things but yeah. hit me with some of the things that you had taken notes on and mm. just like let's dive into some stuff here yeah so to start off i am a gen z and so i feel like i deeply relate and understand kind of like the culture uh that we're talking about and also i just have a deep love for my people so all of this is coming from like i'm in this every single day um and i love it yeah um well it has its own battles but yeah. anyways yeah. um so past that preface we can dive in um only four percent of gen z is actively following christ with a biblical worldview right now which is like declining with every single generation yeah um what do you what do you make of that yeah i think uh that's significant first off like that is a massive, massive change and shift culturally. Um, mm. I think on the flip side of that, like we tend to use that statistic as this like almost damning and yeah. like doom and gloom concept. Mm. But actually, I think what's happening is there's more clarity that is starting to occur when I think generations yeah. before were actually super phony. Yes. And I think like a mark of next generation is they tend to not be phony. Mm. And I think that's only becoming more and more true and prevalent in the next gen with Gen Z. Yeah. To a point where it's like it it's important because they're actually differentiating and defining what it is they believe because their like beliefs are so much about their identity. Mm. And like that's that is a big shift generationally is that like identity can be anything mm. right now and yeah. because of that you see less and less people identifying as believers and having a mm. biblical worldview so i think it's actually a great opportunity because there's clarity yeah. in the mission field yeah when there used to be a lot of confusion where yes. people would pretend like i even think my generation and i don't know about all generous but like at least mine yeah the mo was like you pretend like a Kansas City Christian. I went there four yep. years private or I went there two years out of my four in high school. And it's a private Christian school here in Kansas City. And everybody claimed to be a believer. Right. And I would say like 75 plus percent of my graduating high school class went off and was just absolute partying like 
not following Jesus at yeah. all anymore. Like mm. not just like, oh, I drink now because I'm in college, but more of a like, a, right. I do not believe in Jesus or follow him. Yeah. So it that seemed normative, mm. like that everybody would kind of pretend. Yeah. And I think what they're experiencing now is like nobody's pretending. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just, I think you have some, a small percentage that may yes. be pretending, but that number has dwindled significantly. Yeah. I find that so encouraging in, uh, yeah, the students today um, and even just the young adults. Um, I was reading online this morning, it said like, there was this quote that was so good. It said, we see the brokenness of our world and aren't afraid to ask hard questions about the meaning of life in the pursuit of justice. Mm. And I think that is really encouraging because I, I think that's really fair. Like a lot of my conversations that I've had with non-believers in recent years have been around um, what we notice in the world and like what we like the flaws that we see and also how we can like actually step into that with action and not yeah. just say like this is the classic Christian cop out like oh I'll like be praying for mm -hmm. this I'll be praying for you and then you walk away and you never actually pray sure but to like actually step into something with actions more so than just words so like if something like that does come up to pray with someone in the moment um, as opposed to just like saying like oh you'll do it and pray pray with somebody or also like find ways to like actually show up yeah you know, serve. Like do something yeah that's why it's like the we as often as we can we're informing and telling students like your actions are gonna have to lead a lot more than oftentimes you're just carefully you know crafted presentation to them about who jesus is yes so if they don't see that in your life and that's i think that that is an always a next gen but definitely mm -hmm. a marker of this generation because they want to be behind almost like movements like voices yes. or like things that are about something like mm -hmm. it needs to be about something it's not just we're really good at making coffee it's right. like do you have a, a shop that is about something do you mm. do you foster a, a place for community do you have like how much percentage of your coffee is fair trade i mean all those things right. that shifted with the next generation mm. and that i think my generation kind of started some of that and then For gen sure. z definitely has just gone yes even more so you yeah. know your people walked so my people could run. well i mean i think it's just deep deeper deeper within gen z in a way that's like because i think my i mean to be honest like mm. myself as a high school college age kid i didn't give a crap about some of those things yeah it's not like i didn't i just wasn't like I'm about a social justice thing. Mm. I mean, I, I wanted to be about things, but I, I think I just looked at a lot of them and went, eh, I don't know. <laughs> Do I really trust that mm. thing and mm -hmm. that those people? And feels like ulterior motives. Yeah. And I think Gen Z sees that as well. Yes. Yeah. I think there's a lot of like uh, what you were saying about like clarity. Yeah. I think there's a lot of clarity in identifying time wasters huh. of like, is that actually going to like sure. bring life? Is that actually going to be meaningful to the world? Like you think Gen Z does that? I do think so. Um, I think they're still learning. I think I'm still learning how to like look at my time. And that's a big prayer of mine for the yeah. next generation yeah. is that they would learn how to like, if we're talking like scheduling wise, that's its own whole thing. Being a part of like American culture, just Can't. like the grind. Right. Um, but I mean like 
I don't know, if you're talking about, like, people in the corporate world, you have, like, Gen X who they will show up to, like, what's necessary and, like, do all of that, and they'll Mm -hmm. even come in early and everything, and that's their... They just, like, their work is their life. And then you have millennials who, like fall in kind of two camps where it's like either they're doing that and just like anxiously trying to prove to everyone that like they're worth it Hmm. um or they're like you know what no like I'm actually gonna stand up and say like I can take rest and I can set boundaries and everything like that Mm -hmm. and Gen Z is more like uh actually rest is where life is and I am gonna work so that I can sustain my rest so there's just like it's a subtle like shift in narrative hmm. happening um how does that like yeah. with that how does that uh inform us as youth pastors youth workers in order like mm. how do then do we communicate to a, the next generation gen z in a way that is like affirming that and then mm. also like challenging it Oof. that is helpful oh my gosh yeah that's a really good question because there's definitely balance in that Um, you definitely don't want to be too aggressive because that's like, there's a lot of harm in church practices and cultures, um, of like trying to force students into something that they might not be ready for. Mm. I think, um, it all for me goes back into starting with like just prayer between you and God. You're praying for people so as a leader you're praying for your students and you're praying for the people your students are around you're praying for the people you're around yeah um but really leaning on the holy spirit to transform and so like you can show up and give the guidelines and pray for these students to understand and step into that and then like letting god transform their hearts um because that's not on us like god is the transformer he is the uh, the bringer of life and death and change and beauty. Um, but we can show up in the practical ways. And so like giving direction and guidance, providing enough structure, mm-hmm. but in a way that's like personal and in a more small group setting, I think is more effective. Mm-hmm. Um, just thinking of like, if you're, teaching to a crowd you're not always going to be able to go as deep as students might need um and you're also trying to cater to like all sorts of different like spiritual places within like your youth group which is good and like that is right and um important to be able to go and like be taught and Mm -hmm. to learn and take away whatever you can from like a message because you can take away a multitude of different things um but something specific to like things that non-christians might be more uh readily engaged with would be like one-on-one or two-on-one conversations Mm -hmm. um where you guys can actually like really be vulnerable with each other because this next generation is so about like authenticity and realness and so like the more we can like be honest as leaders and show up with our whole selves, with our whole authentic story, um, the more the students will A, see that as an example and B, trust us because they know us. Um, And that I think smaller groups are like 
they can foster that better. Um, well, but obviously, that, big groups, there's giftings in that yeah. too. So. Yeah, and I think that's part of why the whole point for us is the strategy is to not have um, go to the high school and bring in a speaker to get the students to invite somebody to hear the speaker in a crowd or yeah. bring Chick-fil-A and donuts so that you get a crowd and then you get to share a message. Mm-hmm. Like, not not wrong or yeah. bad. We're just more saying that's very dependent on a s- insanely gifted, you know, teacher evangelist. Yes. And if if we only ever rely on that then you're not going to get the full expression and be able to see like full gospel saturation at a whole high school because it's reliant upon a few to pull it off to throw the touchdown yeah as opposed to what we really need is a hundred quarterbacks on the field (laughs) if you have a hundred quarterbacks if we had a hundred patrick mahomes on the field we'd we'd destroy yeah (laughs) like (laughs) if you're i'm just like the point is and not even just, you don't need one prototype person. My point is oh, yeah. is that you need the full expression. You need the lineman. You need the running back, the tight ends, the wide receiver. You need all of them to actually mm-hmm. play. Because mm-hmm. if they don't play, then Patrick is not very good. Like yes. If we don't have a good offensive line, it's he's never going to, he's not going to be able to do his job correctly. Yes. And so you need the full expression. That's why we train every individual mm-hmm. saying you all play the game of football you all make disciples same mm-hmm. concept you all do this because that is the invitation as a believer yeah and so it's it makes the reality of being a disciple maker uh exponentially more relational mm, yes and yeah, makes we it need that consistency it, it's it's not just effective for Gen Z it's effective for everybody because the more and more you can be a genuine relational person Mm. and love people well exactly where they're at then the effectiveness is going to go way up because it's it's real it's authentic and that's what Gen Z is hungry for in Mm. people is the transparency the honesty and just be with be real like actually Mm. be a genuine person don't give me this canned thing every time like give like I want the real parts of you Mm. I want the broken parts of you and I want to see to your soul because then I'll follow that and that's what people follow Jesus for (laughs) it wasn't because he was like uh, of course it was because he was healing you know and casting demons out but it was also because he did life with these guys he said do everything with me follow me and they they were able to see him in his darkest moments mm. and able to see him like struggle with like even the 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 humanity of being fully god fully human yeah. in a moment they got to see that and they fall asleep like <laughs> but they ultimately they saw that part of him they right. saw the broken parts of him the parts that he was like honest and sincere about struggling mm. and that was like mm. i i can you not imagine mm. that the 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 son of God is down on earth, the incarnate human, like, and the power of his transparency to like, literally just like be struggling Yep. would yeah. be insane. Yeah. And that is the same thing like that Gen Z is hungry for. They're not, you may draw a crowd. If yep. you're a good teacher as a youth pastor, you may draw a crowd, Yeah. but the longevity and the fruit of them becoming multiplicative disciple makers Mm -hmm. is dependent on your ability to be transparent and, and fully there with them.